If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show. I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you no matter where, what time, or what place you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful, but sometimes incredibly crazy world we all live in. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in or for tuning in again. This is Wednesday, episode number 252, Oregon Matters. What in the world does one do when a crazy person lives next to you? Got a couple of things I'm going to bring up here, and uh, these are some, wow, yeah, these are some mighty unusual stories. So, buckle up, bucko. And sit back and enjoy. Um, the first one is crazy. Uh, well, they're, they're both crazy. Um, I'll say the first one is funny. And the second one certainly is not funny. Uh, but we're going to save that for later. We're going to save that for last. But this first one, I read this. I read this headline. And I said, what? Are you fucking kidding me? You, you, you got to be kidding. This can't be real. And it is real. And, um... It's important to remember, folks, that, you know, whatever the prevailing laws or attitudes are in a given place, such as good old Salem, Oregon, does not constitute the way it's done in the rest of the country or the world, let's say. And you... Um, well, hence, that's what the term being provincial means, provincialism, um, when you have laws, <laughs> uh, God only knows where this came from, um, but yeah, when you have laws and, and, uh, you enact these laws and you look at this, it's like, what, what, what is this, you know? 1865 or, or something. I'll just get to it. And it's actually, it's, um, it's really, uh, not very long at all. It's just <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> yeah, it says here, Dallas man sentenced to more than 16 years in prison for sodomy. <laughs> And uh, I look at that. What? 
So this this uh, this poor bastard, some guy named George Hillebrand II, <laughs> he was found guilty in July, and uh, you know he was, uh, <laughs> he's got two hundred months in prison, and the judge was Norman Hill. I'd say, God damn, if you're ever, if you're ever, he, this is a hanging judge. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, yeah, so you, you know, if you're going to do a crime, if you're going to do any kind of crime, it better not be in Polk County because Lord help you if you get Norman Hill. Damn. I mean, he, he puts uh, Joseph Stalin to shame. Christ. Now, look. <laughs> There's a lot of terrible things that happen, you know, and I, I instantly, I thought uh, it was a kid, you know, involved. And more than likely to get this kind of sentencing, this would have been... Um, you know, again, what I'm thinking is against a child, and um, it had been going on, say, for a number of years, and yeah, I mean, okay, um, and especially, especially if that child was, you know, the uh, son or daughter of um, a prominent, um, you know, um, Salemite. A prominent Oregonian, like a governor's daughter or something like that. But no, that's the, that's that's just it. That's not the case at all. <laughs> okay, this was a woman, and um, this occurred three times between 2017 and 2020. Okay, so that's. What figure that's one butt pop uh, per year, basically, because he got three counts of this. And I just look, and it says here, plus, in addition to that, um, Christ, somebody, I mean, boy, uh, Judge Norman Hill, I think he needs to get laid because... God damn, this guy was just, <laughs> he was throwing the wrath of God at this 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 bastard. And uh, let's see, he'll also have to register as a, as a sex offender. And he'll serve 10 years on parole after the prison sentence is completed. Damn. I can't just, you know. Again, as I said, if it would have been those others, you know, okay, yeah, but damn, you want to talk about a hanging judge. And, you know, I mean, I'm all for punishment and crime and, and whatnot. And the thing is, on top of all this, I don't know if any anyone has talked to this judge, not that he gives a damn, but um, it doesn't, it's not something as a deterrent doesn't does not work as a deterrent for the person or other people involved. So, 
you know, I mean, if this, I don't know. I I just look at it. I can't wrap my head around this because it's, it's just so damn. It's actually, I mean, it's obviously not funny for this young guy from Dallas. And he's only 26 years old. Ouch. Christ, dude. I mean, could you get a, I don't know, a prostitute or I don't know. <laughs> sends a clear message. <laughs> Judge Norman Hill wants nobody committing sins against the Lord <laughs> in Polk County. Sodomite. Don't let the sun sit on your ass in Polk County, boy. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty scary. Um, funny. And, uh, yeah, because at the sound of my voice here, it's just, the, it's the idea. The, um, if you're, if you're one of those people local and you're listening to this and you think, I don't know what you're thinking about what I'm saying, but if you're not getting what I'm saying, and, well, count yourself as just being very provincial. Um, because most most people would. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I believe that, uh, the, I believe in the sanctity of that, what was that statement? Um, you know, that you don't want the police and the law coming in and monitoring you while you're having intercourse. Um, yeah, I know I don't. So this is what, to me, this is what um, that basically is. Uh, you're saying, you know, I'm talk specifically, I'm talking about this, this, <laughs> even by my standards, this sentencing was draconian. It's like, Christ, dude, you know, if he's married, didn't your wife give you any last night or the night before? Because you definitely, Judge, you definitely woke up on the wrong side of the damn bed. Something was wrong there. So, yeah, um, that's, that's my funny bit on this. And for our next story... This is actually where um, I am reaching out to you to tell uh, this person to help me. Because, quite frankly, I mean, uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not claiming to, you know, to be a lawyer. I just don't know. I don't know where you go with this. It's a, it's a very... Um, Unique, strange, weird situation. And so this listener um, sent me a, um, sent me this uh, letter, email, and uh, he, he wanted me to, his name is Thomas, and Thomas wanted me to put this out on the air for others to hear in the hopes that maybe 
someone will uh, get in contact with uh, me or him, or uh, I, you know, I guess we'll get in contact with him through me rather uh, to help him out in this strange situation. And I think I think it's strange. I I just look at it and, I, and I'm I don't know I wouldn't know what to do. But maybe just maybe maybe one of you is an attorney or knows an attorney, or um, yeah. But so the deal is is that this man who owns he owns his his home and. Um, he lives alone and he's a quiet man and he has no issues. Um, he's also, you know, an older guy. Um, so he's not partying. He doesn't have problems with the cops. He's been there for years and gets along with the neighbors and, you know, Basically, things are good. Things are fine. And um, at some point, um, the this younger man, let's say he's in his 30s. He calls him the kid. So this guy, Thomas, is, I think, about 60. So he's like, you know, old guy. And the young guy is around 30. And that's apparently the son of the woman who has been uh, Thomas's neighbor for many years, and uh, but he doesn't—he doesn't know—he doesn't know, he doesn't know uh, her son. Um, so yeah, a few couple three years ago or something, this this guy you know moves in uh, to her house, and anyway, um, not not long after this happens, and also want to just bear in mind that. Um, you know, uh, this woman and Thomas uh, got along fine. You know, just no problems, no issues. Um, so, yeah, um, short time after moving in, then Thomas goes out to um, mow his lawn. And, you know, somebody, you notice him out there and he's bent over. He was working, this young guy, was, he was working on his, on his car. And so, you know, you picture the scene and went out there and, you know, I said good. He said something like, I said good morning to him and I'll try to make this real quick. So the noise, you know, from the mower doesn't bother you. And he said um, the guy didn't even look at him, didn't even acknowledge him. He was talking to the motor as he's working on it. So he grumbled and mumbled something that ended with fucking freak. Or no, uh, yeah, I said, or fucking weirdo, or something like that. And he was like, Thomas was like, uh, he's like, uh, okay. Um, and he said, see, I, he thought that that was really strange. But anyway, he went on and he mowed the lawn. And um, so another month passes, he said. It's about a month or so. And then Thomas went out to his backyard and um, they have a fence, but, you know, not too tall of a fence. 
And I guess, um, and anyway, he said that he was, again, minding his own business. And um, out of the blue, the sun, he's on there in their yard. And he just calls out to him and he says, hey, how it's going? How's it going, fucking weirdo? <laughs> so like, <coughs> and I'm like, what? Because the th again, and he said, other than speaking with him the one time, he has done absolutely nothing to this person. And um, it like again, just no reason, no rhyme, no reason. And then he said that since that time, it doesn't matter um, because, you know, this guy, Thomas, apparently he's, I guess, basically re, um, retired himself. And that's how he happens, I guess, to also know that this this kid or whatever that the well, kid to him, um, he never leaves. He, you know, it's not like he's coming and going from work or anything. So um, and he never but he never gets to see. The mother, because she, and he hasn't seen her in well over a year or so, uh, because she was saying that there was something wrong with her health. So he can't, in other words, he can't even speak to her to say anything or ask about, you know, what the hell the problem is with her son or anything because he hasn't seen her. And the way things are, he sure as hell doesn't, says he's not going to go next door and, you know, knock on the door. So it's his attitude, um, this guy Thomas's attitude, he says he has a, a real lit and live, live attitude. But um, just any time that he is like, if he pulls his car up into his own driveway, um, he said, because there's, a very short distance um, between their their homes, their, their driveways, just not not very far apparently. And if he if Thomas says he's pulling in to his driveway, and he you know stops the car to open the garage to get the uh, to get his groceries out of his car to bring them in the house, if he's out there, he'll just just call out these, you know, these uh, obscenities, like trying purposely trying to piss him off again, which makes no, no sense whatsoever. So he sent me this because he wanted to know. Um, in other words, the guy he said is like seriously scary. This guy scares him. Because he figures, you know, who in the hell would do something like that? What what is he what has he got imagining in his mind or whatever that that somehow that he had been offended by him or whatever his whatever his problem, but the guy has a huge chip on his shoulder and he's you know, he's extremely hostile. And it's one thing to be hostile. If these two people, if they had had argument, you know, if there's a reason, if there's some kind of history or reason behind it, that would kind of make sense. 
But not in this case, because it doesn't. They have no history. He's, you know, Thomas said he's, he's um, hardly ever spoken to the guy, except initially, like, the one time, and, and, and that was it. And then this guy just, you know, overnight, like, became crazy. And he's done that. And he said, and plus he, on top of that, he said, and maybe it's just because he's, he said he's physically really well built. You know, he's young. He's physically well built. He said, but he's, you know, he's scared. He's, he's, uh, because of anybody being that hostile for no reason, um, is crazy in itself. And so, uh, Thomas, um, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. And hell, if, uh, <laughs> I mean, if somebody was doing that to me, if they were supposed to be my neighbor, and um, yeah, it would be scary. Fortunately, that's not the case myself, luckily. Knock on wood. But um, I don't know what to tell you. If it is, if it is exactly as you described it, I mean, how do you, you, he doesn't, you know, if you don't want to make waves with the police, and I'd understand that because it's, it's really not a police matter. But on the other hand, from watching these things on the news, if somebody is crazy, <laughs> I'm not kidding. If they have a mental illness, and for instance, that would explain why this guy's always, you know, you say he's tinkering on cars or tinkering on things, but he doesn't, uh, apparently he doesn't work. Hence the reason, you know, he's living with his mom again. And this is the way this kind of thing happens. You know, all of, read about these stories all the time. So that would, that would make sense. And I'd say, yeah, you have every right to be worried and concerned. But the thing is, quite honestly, as I said to you before, um, I I simply wouldn't know what to do. This is, for me, this is a real quandary. So I am reaching out to you, my millions and millions of listeners, and your infinite wisdom. Um, what would you tell Thomas to do? Because I'm stumped. <laughs> I've never... One of the few things that uh, I I don't have any experience in and don't really know exactly what to do. So I would appreciate it. I certainly know Thomas would appreciate it if you could drop a line, make comments on uh, on this particular episode. Uh, go onto the website and leave a comment. Uh, and or go to the website and contact me. You know how to do that by now, I'm sure. And um, hopefully, Thomas, <laughs> by some great citizen, um, you know, that could give some legal advice, it would be, I'm sure it would be really appreciated. The only thing is, I would say, though, <laughs> If you you don't want to get any advice from Judge 
Norman Hill of the Polk County Circuit Court. Oh, God. Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. Until next Wednesday, take care. I'm going to tell you three good reasons why you should listen to the Ernest Man Show. When you're constantly being told and sold by the six o'clock corporate news squirrels, urgent breaking news, but you don't know it's really a shit biscuit. When you begin to suspect that those well-paid corporate talking head news actors speaking to you simply read the script they're given are trying to give you a shit biscuit. And when you realize that the stories of these so-called news anchors, regardless if they're acting the role of being on the left or the right, have absolutely no real concerns for your life, but are definitely force-feeding you a shit biscuit. Now I'll admit, I may not speak as eloquently or professionally as those folks, but at least I try to tell you the truth as I see it, not reading a damn script handed to me like a trained monkey. That's why you should listen to the Ernest Man Show, and that's no shit biscuit. <laughs>